Over the past year, I've been on a healing adventure. I've spent the past 12 months recovering from brain fog, pain, and chronic fatigue. Like any good adventure story, there have been highs and lows, losses and gains, and an incredible amount of personal growth and lessons learned. This journey has made me a better health practitioner and a more empathetic coach. To add more meaning to my experience, I wanted to create something that would help others to increase their energy, clear their mind, and restore their health. I created the Brain Fog Bible. The Brain Fog Bible is a 47-page guide that covers what I call the low-hanging fruit. It explores the most important areas to be assessed and addressed if you want more from life, but your brain and your body are holding you back. You can grab a copy at brainfogbible.com forward slash download. That's brainfogbible.com forward slash download. I believe one of the most important things that we can do is give ourselves the gift of truly nourishing the soul through time spent in self-inquiry, moments that still the mind and practices that light us up and allow us to reconnect to the child within. Move, Breathe, Create is a platform that celebrates soul nourishment. Move your body to get out of your head. Breathe to give yourself mental clarity and calm. Create without expectation to fuel your inspiration and delight your senses. Come and join us over at movebreathecreate.com and use the code kombucha for your first month free. I'm looking forward to seeing you inside the community. From a young age, I was passionate about nutrition and helping people with their health. When I started practicing in the field, I realized that physiology and psychology are intimately intertwined. Some of my clients just needed to know what to do to feel better. And many of my clients knew what they should be doing, they just weren't doing it. Underneath it all, unconscious conditioning was getting in the way of their success. This drove me to uplevel my skill set and coach my clients to remove some of their mental roadblocks and reconnect with the wisdom of the body. I learned about the importance of embodiment and harnessing the power of emotions to get more of what you want from life. I started offering intensive one-to-one coaching packages and I launched my Grounded Goddess group program. I also wanted to create a free offering to help women understand the power of the mind, body, and emotions. I created the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. The Grounded Goddess Blueprint is a 43-page guide that will help you reconnect with what you want from life and teach you how to build your roadmap to create it. It will help you understand why you often find yourself going round in circles and engaging with self-sabotage. If you feel stuck, overwhelmed, or frustrated with lack of results, you want the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. If you want clarity, understanding, and more success, you want the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. Just go over to groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash blueprint and grab your copy. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash blueprint. Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. 
This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydyer.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Kombucha and Color. It's always wonderful to have you on the show, and welcome, especially if this is the first time that you are tuning in. I'm Shay, and I have Anna with me, as always. If you have been following along with any of our stories over the past year, you may know that Anna has been on her own personal healing adventure. Um, She's definitely looking and, and sounding a lot more upbeat and positive in the last little while. So she wanted to share with us today some of her testing that she's been doing recently and also looking a little bit at the lens or through the lens of a functional medicine practitioner, which is what she does and how she helps clients. So Anna, if you want to share about your journey so far and what you want to talk to us about today. Yeah, just to give a very brief background, I know that some people may have listened to all the episodes and maybe kind of be clued up on what's going on, but if maybe you've jumped around a bit in the episodes or you've only just found our podcast, hi, and also um, let me just uh, break things down a little bit. So across the past year, I've been, what I like to say is I've been in recovery from chronic fatigue. I'm very, very mindful about saying I have chronic fatigue or I've been really ill or anything like that because I feel that the language we use with ourselves is um, very important and I've always done my best to express myself in a way that reaffirms that this is not permanent, this is something that is changing, this is something that, that I'm working through. So I like to say I've, I've been in recovery from chronic fatigue or I've been on a healing adventure. And it's been a huge learning curve for me on so many different levels. And, you know, I'll I'll share today a little bit about where I'm at with the journey and some of the recent testing that I've done, um, which I found very helpful and why that's been helpful. But I've also really found this professionally such a beneficial experience. It's not to say it's always been a very welcome experience at all, but actually, experiencing or having the experience of what it what it feels like to be so unwell at times and all the loss and grief that comes with that and the emotional component to that has really helped me understand my clients so much better and be much more of an empathetic practitioner so over the past year i've been working on several different things to help with the the brain fog and the low energy that i was experiencing and it wasn't that i've not worked on my health before i would always be i've always been a very health conscious person i've always been very interested in health but genetically we're all different we're all exposed to different stresses and we all have a very unique biochemical, psychological, and physiological makeup, which interfaces with our life experiences. And that's just how we arrive where where we do. So I've been working to balance some of my physical biochemistry through bringing my blood sugar into better balance, working using a ketogenic diet, working on some digestive issues and working to optimize the function of the mitochondria, which are the little energy powerhouses we have in our cells. And I actually noticed quite a 
big change quite quickly doing some of those things. But for me, one of the, the things I really want to be able to get back to is to be able to exercise again, like what I would call a normal human being. Like now that the weather's getting better and it's, you know, there's lots of sun and I see everybody running on the beach. I just think, you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to go for a run or I just love to be able to move my body and get a sweat on because that's always um, been a passion of mine. So as I'm kind of pushing ahead in this journey, I felt like I had hit a plateau and I really needed to get some more information to be able to take me to the next level so that I can feel more and more well each day, but also have the capacity to be a little bit more active and get outside more and do some of those things that I love. So I decided um, with the lockdown to invest some of the money that I was saving from you know, not getting my hair done or, you know, going out to meet friends and have a meal or, or various things like that or putting petrol in my car, I kind of squirreled all that money away and I decided to invest in some functional testing. And so I guess here's where it's important to distinguish between what is a functional test and what is a diagnostic test. When you go to your doctor, a lot of the tests that they will typically run is to diagnose a specific disease condition. We did an episode on the show um, with Shay where we looked at some of the blood work that she'd done through MediChecks. And those are you know, typical tests that doctors might use to diagnose things like to diagnose anemia, for example. But when we're looking at functional tests, it's much more about looking at how is the body functioning? Yes, there might be some diagnostics that come out of functional tests, but it's much more about we've got this body, which is a whole series of different systems that interact with each other. And if some of those systems aren't working well, there's loss of function within those systems, or maybe the function is slower or faster, or there's um, what I call a metabolic roadblock. And that's really what these functional tests are designed to do is to help us see maybe where, where things aren't working as well as what they could. So there's two tests which I did. I did a Dutch hormones test, which is available through Precision Laboratories. In the UK, you can access that through Regenerous. And then I did an organic acids test, also sometimes called a metabolic analysis profile. There's various labs that offer that in the UK. I did mine through Genova. And the purpose of these tests was to look at a hormonal balance. So that's specifically sex hormones, progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone, as well as the adrenal hormones. So looking at cortisol and DHEA, which are the hormones we produce in response to stress. And the metabolic analysis profile, the organic acids, is to look at the function of your mitochondria. When we're making energy from these little powerhouses in the cells, there's a series of chemical reactions that happen which use vitamins and minerals as cofactors. So by testing different metabolites within that cycle, you can start to see if you've got a lot of something or a little bit of something it could indicate that you need more of certain nutrients which are important to make those conversions or those reactions happen. And it's a way in which you can just personalize your supplement intake because I had got to a point where I was just taking a whole bunch of stuff because I thought it might be helpful, but not really, and it was getting quite expensive as well, and, but not really knowing, is this helping me? Is this not helping me? I don't really know. So that's a little bit of the background. Gosh, you have been on a real healing adventure over this last time. 
Yeah, it's been a roller coaster as, as, a good, as good adventures are. <laughs> so do you want to share about where you are now and the testing and the results that you've had? Yeah, and actually one more thing I just wanted to say before I dive into the results of those tests is, you know, I've, I've shared a little bit about this on social media and people look at it and like, wow, you know, that looks really comprehensive, that looks really interesting. And I do think that testing is very powerful, but it also is here in the UK, it's, it's mostly will come out of your own pocket. And some of these tests might be, you know, two or 300, sometimes even more pounds. And so what I do want to stress is if that if you feel unwell and that's maybe quite intimidating for you and you're thinking I just don't have that amount of money to spend on testing the MediChecks test that we did with you Shay where we talked about it in one of our podcast episodes that's a really great place to start even if you just ask your doctors for some of those tests which is free on the NHS and the other thing is just basic things which you've talked about on the show like working on sleep working on digestive health working on blood sugar management working on stress and all of those different things are all foundations and the reason why I felt like okay now I'm ready to spend the money on these tests is because I felt like I've got these foundations nailed and now it's about that cherry on the top that extra level of refinement to take me to the next step so the first one I wanted to chat through was the organic acids so that's the one that looks at like how your mitochondria are doing all those little steps and reactions that need to happen so that your body can make energy actually happening and there were really two very interesting things that came out of that for me the first one is that my actual mitochondria cycle, so the way that all those chemical reactions that have to happen in the mitochondria to make energy are actually working quite well. My mitochondria are making energy quite well, but what where the kind of roadblock was, was it looks like actually getting the protein, the fats, the carbohydrates from my diet into the forms that they need to be broken down into and then getting them into the cells so that they can then be made into energy that was where there was a little bit of suboptimal behavior so to speak so even though i've done so many digestive protocols and worked on my gut health so many times it just comes back to this idea like we always have to be thinking about the gut we always want to make sure the gut is functioning optimally so for me what that means from a practical point of view is i've just upped some of the digestive support that i'm taking which means that um, i'm taking a bit more digestive enzymes which help to break down food and just help me basically get the most of what I'm eating and and some stomach acid support as well which which does the same thing this the second really interesting finding was that I had a higher need for B vitamins and a particularly high need for folate and B3 and again I, I can't actually remember how much I have shared about this on the show but um since about June last year I was experiencing a lot of diarrhea relating to a gut infection that I have, which I've been working on. I've tried all sorts of different things to help um, with that. I tried a lot of antimicrobial herbs to kill off the infection. I've done probiotics. I've done various things. Eventually, I found colostrum really helpful. But what that meant is that I have just possibly just been losing a lot of b vitamins over the past six months and so even though my diet is really good things are just passing through me too quickly that i couldn't necessarily digest and absorb and get these important nutrients into my body and 
I do feel like even though I'm not fully well yet, I almost feel like the nature of my symptoms has changed from when I started this adventure to where I am now. And possibly a lot of the fatigue and pain I was experiencing a year ago was maybe more down to blood sugar problems, not only maybe more stress. But now what's happened is those things are better balanced, but there's been something else which has happened in the past year that has created an imbalance elsewhere, which is loss of these B vitamins, which are really important for the health and the function of the mitochondria. I've got a, a tailored plan in terms of the testing gives you an idea about how much of each of these you should supplement. So I've gone and ordered all the B vitamins and um, I'm really working on just making sure that I'm digesting and breaking down the good food that I'm eating and then topping up with lots and lots of these B vitamins. But I do want to say that this is unique to me and someone else might do this test and they may have other roadblocks. There may be different nutrients which they may need. And so this is where the testing can be really helpful to personalize. And although I'm sharing today, it doesn't mean that everybody needs to go out and buy digestive enzymes and B vitamins, but it just highlights how this can offer insight into the information you can get from the testing and then how you can use that information to personalize and to tailor to you. Mm. So just a note on that testing, um, because as you say, like your gut health is something that you're always going to have to be thinking about and focusing on. When you do this testing, surely it's like an instant snapshot of a single moment in time. But today or for the last three days, you can have had a really amazing diet, like eating all the good foods, really healthy. And then you have something that's high in gluten or high in sugar. And then suddenly that like kind of spins you back into like a lower level or somewhere else. And so surely it depends on what you're having in that moment that's creating those test results for you or is it done over kind of like a span of time? Yeah, I think that's a really good question because we know that digestive health is so greatly influenced by what we eat and your digestive balance, so the balance of the microbes in your gut can change across a day, let alone across weeks. And so I think that you know, that's, that is always a question It's like, well, how do I know that this is going to be true tomorrow or the next day? But I think where I'm at, and this is, I guess, an argument for creating those baseline habits first, instead of just diving straight into um, expensive testing is my diet is pretty consistent. So I eat well, like 90% of the time and I eat similar foods, although my diet is very varied a lot of the time. So when I did this test, I was just doing what I always do. So I think it's a good representation of how, how my body is when I'm, doing or creating those habits there were some indicators that maybe there was a little bit of a gi imbalance but actually not as bad as what it could be and i think that's also a testament to a lot of the work i've done so far in terms of taking antimicrobials to clear infections and after because i am I'm not only doing this all under my own steam, but I've also got support of another practitioner. And when we talked about it, we both agreed like, okay, we've kind of done the antimicrobials to death right now. Um, it's probably more of just let's, let's put in the, some more good bugs. You don't necessarily have to kill off the bad bugs. And so you can always go on and do stool testing. But to be honest, I really just didn't actually want to spend any more money after I had done these two tests. I was like, I think I've got enough to work with for now. 
so then the next test that I did was a hormones test and it was um, a urine test, which is the Dutch comprehensive hormones. And I've actually done this test before. So before I really hit the rock bottom with my energy levels, I knew that something was up and I was curious to do the Dutch hormones test. Just, I, I think when you are a practitioner and you are working with these tests, it's always good just to have personal experience of doing them um, yourself so that you, you can have that real hands-on experience when you're working with clients. And so I did this test firstly, it was in 2018. And actually I remember, Shay, because I got the results when I was in Bali on the retreat that, that you weren't able to join us on. So it always stands out like really, really clearly in my mind because I know exactly where I was and what I was doing when I got the test results. And I really love this test and there's a few reasons why. But what I wanted to say first is very often people will say, well, what's the difference between doing that test for your hormones and me just going to my doctor and getting them to take my blood? And it is a little bit controversial when we're looking at hormone testing. The jury isn't necessarily out on whether blood testing, urine or saliva testing is the best way to measure. But I really just do like this test because not only are you getting an indicator of your levels of progesterone, testosterone and estrogen, it also breaks it down into all the different metabolites. So hormones need to be broken down in the body. They're chemicals which we naturally will always detoxify. So you can start to see if your detoxification pathways work well. Do you break your hormones down and excrete them in a healthy way? Or maybe for genetic reasons or environmental reasons, are there roadblocks in detoxification? Maybe some of these metabolites are going down the wrong pathways and that could maybe be causing more damage than good. Um, and that might be something that you're genetically predisposed to, but you can support with environmental change like food and supplements. So I really love this test and it also gives you an indicator of your adrenal function. So how well your adrenal glands are coping each day. So typically what we want to see in a healthy adrenal response is an increase of adrenal hormones, cortisol and DHEA within an hour of waking. And then these hormones should naturally decrease as the day continues so that you know when nighttime comes and you're ready to go to bed you're not wired with stress hormones but but you're ready and ready to rest and this is often not the case in modern day lives so we have these different patterns that we may see we may see a heightened adrenal response where someone's feeling very wired and on edge and hyper vigilant or we can see a disturbed pattern when someone is feeling very tired in the morning but then they're wired in the evening when stress is chronic and sustained for a long period of time, we can see just like a flat line. There's just no response happening from the adrenal glands anymore because they're burned out. So this test is really helpful to identify, first of all, is your response healthy? And if it's not healthy, where are you in terms of the stages of stress? Are you still in that kind of very wired stage or are we starting to see a decline in function or a total loss of function? And then from there, you can offer support to correct. So when I did this test in 2018, my sex hormones were actually doing okay. But one of the, the well, so when I say sex hormones, the female sex hormones, progesterone and estrogen were doing okay. But my testosterone was low. And that is quite concerning because low testosterone can be associated with low energy. My adrenal 
response was within a good rhythm. So what that means is it was peaking in the morning and decreasing in the evening, but it was a little bit on the low side as well. And so, you know, there's many reasons why my testosterone could have been low, could have just been from long-term stress and resources getting prioritized towards stress hormones and not towards testosterone. Um, but there can also be other factors which are involved, like insulin resistance, which is something that I've been working on for the past year. So when I did this test now, I guess I was expecting that everything, all the work that I've done across the past year would have maybe made a difference. I guess I was hoping that I'd be able to celebrate an improvement or a positive outcome. And so a huge learning from taking this test was when I received the results and noticing my emotional reaction to them. Because what had actually happened is that my testosterone had declined further my progesterone was not out of the healthy range, but it was lower than before, maybe just a touch on the low side, and my estrogen was fine. And so I think there was this feeling, this like real feeling of disappointment, like I've done all this work and it hasn't made a difference. And then also some fear, like thinking, well, you know, will I have to go on hormone replacement therapy at my age? That's not something that I, I want to do, although I would accept it if it was something that was really going to make a difference to how I feel. So I think that it was actually a very valuable experience for me because sometimes when you're a practitioner and you're delivering results to a client and that's something that you do all the time, you, you don't necessarily know what the emotional experience of the client is going to be having that sense of almost like I'm, I'm a failure, like my hormones are failing me, my body is failing me, like are my ovaries okay? Am I still a woman? Like asking all these questions. Yeah, it, it was very valuable and very interesting to, to observe that within me because um, I would probably say it's something that a lot of my clients will experience too. So just on that point, like this is from a complete observational point of view, like over this past time, like I have seen and noticed and felt a marked difference in your energy levels, your vibe, your, how you are showing up. Like it's, I can feel there's been a difference in, in who you are. And it, I think it relates to the sense of well being that you are feeling. So my question is like, yes, you have all this information and all this knowledge that you have. And in some ways that information and that knowledge is kind of pulling you down from where you could be feeling from an internal place. And like from this perspective of law of attraction and, you know, we create this internal state that then pulls us towards the realized state in the actual world. So I just wonder like, what is your feeling on that? If you had not done the testing and you are continuing to feel more and more optimal, more and more well at this time as you have been following that trend. Yeah, I just, I'm curious as to your thoughts on that. Like, do you think that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy of like, oh no, this is not working. And then it's kind of slips you back. I hear what you're saying in terms of the law of attraction and are you stopping yourself from getting well because now you have evidence that's the, that tells the opposite, so to speak. And there was not necessarily falling into this I'm never going to get better. Although there are like, there are low moments when I have those thoughts. I'll be completely honest. It's not, it's not easy all the time. And maybe to a certain extent, 
when we record these podcasts and when we chat, it's you seeing the better side of me because we, you know, we always have our, our more shadow selves. And there are moments when I still feel unwell and there are moments when I feel frustrated and low and tired. And I think it's those moments which are still driving this need for change. So even though it's not easy to see these results, sometimes in a way it's also reassuring because I'm like, ah, oh, okay, like there's a reason why I feel what I feel. There's a reason why I can't just go for a run without like having to go back to bed for three days. So it can also be the frame in which you put it in. And there was a little bit of disappointment when I saw the results because I, I think I was just hoping for something better. I was hoping that the work that I had done across the past year had influenced these specific variables. It's definitely influenced other variables, but not these specific ones. But then still the reframe that I came to was like, at least there's something more you can do. Because I think the more soul destroying thing is when you don't feel well, everything's normal. You can't see a way out. And that's so much harder, I think. So where to from here? Because as I said, I've been working on a lot of things across the past year. I think the biggest things for me have really just been actually just stopping the exercise. And there was a huge amount of identity work that had to happen there to be able to let go of that. And then other pieces have been working on my stress levels. And I was actually talking with a client about this today. And I was saying, you know, stress isn't always just those massive obvious traumas that we have in life, but we have a huge amount of hidden stress that we carry in the body just from our conditioning and our beliefs. And sometimes we need to shift those and it's, it's not the most obvious stuff, but it's just like that confidence and courage to set a boundary so that you no longer constantly feel that you're living in resentment or suppressing anger. So Things like that, although they're not, you know, big, massive traumas, I think there is a cumulative load of these hidden stresses as we show up, um, show up and play out our beliefs in our lives. So I think the blood sugar, the stress piece and the identity work around exercise and just allowing myself to rest and take more time have been very, very helpful. But then now I think the next step is getting these hormones back to where where I want to be or where, where they want, where they should be or where I want them to be. So for me, I guess the conflict is that a ketogenic diet isn't actually the best diet when you're working on your hormones. Women, I think, do better with a little bit more carbohydrate in their diet. And when they are also not overly restricting calories, not that that's something I have been doing, but I know a lot of women can fall into that trap, to, trap of like restricting carbs, restricting calories, and that can have a very negative impact on hormones. So now that I've actually been able to restore my insulin sensitivity, the next step is to rebuild and add in more of these, um, more carbohydrates back into my diet and specifically certain carbs can have a beneficial effect on building progesterone in the body, like things like butternut squash or sweet potato, beetroot, citrus fruits. So I've got my avocado delivery coming on Monday and it's full of butternut squash, beetroot and citrus fruits, which I'm very excited to make lots of delicious salads with. 
I've also been doing a lot of fasting, which I actually really enjoy, but it's just being a little bit more careful about the fasting and basically just keeping longer fasts, like 24-hour fasts within the first 12 days of the cycle, because after day 12 of the cycle, that's when progesterone is starting to build. So you just want to make sure it's got all its resources that it needs to do that appropriately. I'm also going to be adding in a bit more evening primrose oil into my supplement regime. I think previously we may have talked about seed cycling on the show where you eat certain seeds at different times of the month. And I kind of eat loads of seeds every day. So the seed cycling practically doesn't work very well for me. But one of the things I used to do was do fish oil in the first half of the cycle and then evening primrose oil in the second half of the cycle. So I'm thinking about just going back to the evening primrose oil in the second half of the cycle, mainly just because I'm taking so many supplements. If I can cut, cut back on the fish oil and just eat some salmon or oily fish instead, then I've got that base covered. And then I'm going to just take some ovarian and ovarian glandular, which can help just to give the ovaries a little bit of a boost so that they're, they're doing their job, which is to help with producing those hormones. So I'm quite excited. I guess maybe we'll we'll have to check in in three months' time. I sort of said to myself, I really want to give this all a go for the next three months. It, to be honest, it's a lot of supplements to take um, for the various bits and bobs that I need. And I can see that very quickly I'll probably just reach supplement fatigue. But I'm going to go with it. And I think as long as I feel that it's it's paying off and that it's helping, then it makes it worth it. Mm. Well, I look forward to catching up with you in three months and hopefully we get some more interesting results, whatever they may be. Yeah, I'll be hopefully bouncing off the walls with so much energy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> yeah. Any other questions, Shay, or anything you wanted to, to mention or share? No, I just, yeah, I just wish you well on your healing adventure. Yeah. No, thank you so much. And yeah, I just wanted to, to say, I think if it, one of the reasons why we're recording today is because a few people actually messaged me through social media and said that they were quite interested to, to hear a little bit more about this. And um, so I hope you found it interesting just to listen to how you can use these tests to personalize your um, your interventions for your health outcomes. And if anybody wants any help and support with their healing adventure, this is what I love to do. So I'm here for you if you feel like you need it. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kombucha and Color. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week.